Hello and welcome into Fantasy Focus Football. It is Wednesday, October 25th. Today's show is presented by GEICO. That's why GEICO makes it easy with 24-7 claim service and on-the-go policy information in the app. It is easy to GEICO. Mm-hmm. I'm here with my two best friends like I am every Wednesday, Mike Clay, Field Jates. You both look fantastic. Yeah, Mike. I was going to say, I feel like we, you know, we always mix up what we're wearing, but I feel like we're kind of in our lane today, right? Like, you're, you stand out the most, as always, right? <laughs> yes. You got the, the bright red, which I love, by the way. It looks yeah. great. Thank you. Oh, you're exactly. Detroit Lions. Yeah, I'm wearing a hoodie. Yeah. And I have a, you know, a dad joke. Uh, you do. <laughs> brand. Doc Talk. Uh, I'm wearing Doc Talk today. So, just dad jokes all day long, every day. I've been so asking just, like, Mike right recently what the process is like leading up mm-hmm. to Sunday mornings. The most electric 30 seconds in all of television, all of television. television. <laughs> on Sunday mornings. Like, you That's know, what puts us in the comedy category. I was going to say, yeah. like, you think about the great Sunday television segments, right? Like, you got Mossed is mm-hmm. awesome, mm-hmm. right? But Mike Clay's dad joke, I really think, has taken the podium, the gold medal, for the best moment on Sunday morning television. Is that right? You think so? That's, that's high mean, praise. Many, I mean, many are saying that on the internet. We do. We do. That's true, actually. People do love it. They <laughs> do. That's true. People uh, do love it. Yeah. I, th- I feel like that's been long shots. Like last year was long shots. Right. I don't know. Maybe we got a competition now. Uh oh. We might be. We, we have to check the ratings and see where they spike. When the dad joke comes on, do they go yeah. up a little <laughs> long shots? <laughs> right. When, when Daniel comes on, they're like, shh. Oh, wait whoa. Boy. Whoa. You right, deserve that. I deserve that, <laughs> you guys. I you think I didn't whoa. have to show on yesterday? Uh, like, I, I tune in. I, t- I tune in. Uh, it's always like as soon as I put it on, like, my clay sucks. Like, every time. Like, every time. <laughs> That's <laughs> the problem, though, is right, like when Matthew <laughs> was still here and he would have a day off from the show during the week, we'd be like, we could say whatever we want because <laughs> yeah, there was guess. a literal zero chance he would actually listen to the show. <laughs> so Download, yes. Mike, it's like you got to be very careful. You got to sort of screen your words because Mike very much might hear it. That's true. Oftentimes met, live. But uh, in fairness, Matthew had people that would listen for him and then report right. back. That's true. That's, that's true. true. You just you yes. do have to watch it. Good point. Fair you got to get some Britneys like Stefania has. All right. <laughs> on today's show, we are talking week eight rankings. This was a fun one, being able to look at it. No teams on a bye this week. So that impacted a few things as we looked at stuff. Big thing to dive into. Yeah, we're back to doing rankings and having a, like a, a good wide receiver, yeah, like 40 second. You're yes. like, there's no way. I have to move him up. And then you move a five guys up, and then you're like, okay, now Chris Godwin's like 45th. Like, like, How's move this going to work? It's, it's impossible. Like receiver <laughs> is, it, there's like only a handful you feel great about, but yeah. it's still like incredibly deep. deep. And then running back, you're like, all right, I have like four guys I like. Like, do we need to change fantasy so you start one running back and like th- four receivers or something? I think there's actually a conversation. Like, I would like to know. And maybe it has to be like a fairly hardcore fantasy league of just like, what is the optimal way to play fantasy mm-hmm. football in terms of number of players started at each position? Do you get like, is it you just start one running back? Is it every running back that you start, you get the entire team, right? So rather than starting mm. Brian Robinson, you get all commanders running backs that week. You kind of, yeah, I don't, don't I, like that's that. not as fun. Okay. I don't think the team all aspect right. so is you don't fun like the for team running much back. Yeah. Much. I'm just saying like if, if, if you, reasonable but. minds got together and decided mm-hmm. How do you optimize fantasy football so that you can get as much competition breathed into each matchup? That might be a compelling one. Mm-hmm. I think that's interesting. I, I realize you don't like it, but like if you get someone that goes down with an injury, you're like, well, crap, my day's over. It's done. But like, right. no, I actually get the guys that could come in and replace them and still have a, a potentially usable fantasy. Yeah, day. I mean, I think you could apply that at most positions, though, right? Well, uh, yeah, I don't care fair. a wide receiver yeah. as a wide receiver, especially quarterback, so more so. Oh, well, yeah. you're right, team quarterback, yeah. fair enough, tight end. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, we're I mean, all right. anyway, whatever. Well, we're so when talk- are we scheduling that for? Like March or something? Yeah. Love a committee to 
Yeah, do you guys think like an off-season uh, committee to talk about the rules? Don't you, I mean, don't you kind of feel like there should be a commissioner of fantasy football? Yeah, I'm not talking about like a an annual meeting. I just and, mean yeah. like the person who is the czar of fantasy football. Mm-hmm. Like, should that be, be a good post? Probably you. No, is that not too me. much responsibility? Yeah, I have to. I have to do punter projections that day. So, oh, so, okay. so you're no, we need up. we need like a board. We need like a board or something. We, I mean, we have like the FSGA and the FSWA, but I think you're right. We need a board just to talk like the standardized fantasy football okay wow. this feels like something that if we spend the next we have what 11 weeks left of the season uh-huh. yep figuring it out by the time the offseason rolls around we might actually have a fantasy football czar maybe all right let's do it speaking of fantasy football czars are we at a spot now i'm going to move ahead to running backs are we at a spot now <laughs> where jameer gibbs has taken over okay. as the czar of the detroit lions uh, running back for room? a week dang i thought you were doing like just a totally arbitrary transition was, there where you're like thinking. speaking of fantasy football czars let's talk running backs <laughs> but you actually had a good i, try, I tried to do a little thing together there. at the mm-hmm. end you're dang. right one more week with no david montgomery most likely yeah. plus yeah. they're by yeah plus they're by mm-hmm. right so here's what i like about uh, we all have jameer gibbs as a top five running back this week what I love about this, great matchup. Mm-hmm. Raiders give up a ton of fantasy points to running backs. On top of that, and I'll let you got dive into that. I feel like that's more your lane, Mike. On top of that, though, I love being able to see the usage last week because it wasn't oh, yeah. like the first time that David Montgomery was out where it was 18 carries and then no work in mm-hmm. the passing game. It was a really nice split between getting carries and getting a ton of work in the passing game. As long as the Lions keep doing that, I think he's going to be a top five guy with David Montgomery out. Yeah, and he was a great example of looking deeper than just touches. And we talked about this throughout last week, which was the first game David Montgomery was out it was, and he only had two targets. It wasn't, you know, that was fluky. He yeah. was on the field. He was running pass routes at a, at a higher rate than he normally would. In this game, 86% snap share, 11 carries, 10 targets, uh, 126 yards, his first NFL touchdown. He was the number three scoring fantasy running back, all those things. And uh, you mentioned the Raiders defense. Yes, fifth most fantasy points to running backs. And Deontay Foreman was the number one scoring running back last week against this yeah. defense. So Gibbs is set up well. He's a guy, and I mentioned this briefly Monday when I was first doing the projection tweaks for this week. He, he jumped all the way up to like top four yeah, at running. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, that feels really high. But the closer you look at it and you look at the state of the running back position, you're like, this, especially with this matchup, it totally checks out. Yeah. So I, we all have inside the top five. Here's what I wonder. If he does perform to our expectations mm-hmm. for this week, specific to fantasy football points, do you think the Lions equalize the backfield a bit more once they come back from their bye, assuming David Montgomery is healthy? I think a little bit. But I, I don't know if they're just kind of married to the two-back system like last year. Because yeah. Gibbs is kind of in the Swift role and Montgomery in the Jamal Williams role. And yep. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's going to change substantially. Mm. Maybe it's 60-40 Montgomery. Yeah. Or they just, Montgomery's playing at a high level as he is, well. totally, yeah. But also, you can tell they love Montgomery. Yeah, but but also, they might say, you know what? Now, this is twice now. He got hurt handling 25 carries and right. a couple targets. Like, do we just reduce it by yeah. 20%? Right. Hmm. Is there, interesting. Yeah. yeah, I could see it happening. It's a big one. Yeah. We love Jameer Gibbs, though, this week. Monday night football games, you're going to have to wait to be able to utilize him, but somebody that is uh, should be How in your How long will lineup. your day be on Monday? The longest of long days. It's got to be, right? It's super long, yeah. And on top of that, af- after I get done with Monday night football, I'm still making sure that, like, show note is good, you know, ready mm-hmm. to go. I got Adam Schefter prep for the next day. Like, yeah. it's, a, it's, a, it's a big day on Mondays because of that. Yeah. You should, by the way, check out the Adam Schefter podcast if you aren't already Daniel, new co-host as of, what, this is three episodes yeah, three in Three episodes now? in now. Mm-hmm. Co-hosting the Six Pack with Adam Schefter. It's always a ton of fun. Mm-hmm. All right. Time. Check it out. All right. Uh, wherever you get your podcast. Let's move ahead and talk about some other running backs here, guys. I got 
couple Carolina Panthers here. This is going to be the matchup of the number one pick in the NFL draft versus the number two pick in the NFL draft. Talking about the backfield, though, we did not see the Carolina Panthers last week. They were on a bye. Mm-hmm. Miles Sanders has been trending downwards for a while now. At this point, it feels like we had kind of talked a little bit about, are you still trusting Miles Sanders in your fantasy lineup? Eight, or week eight, excuse me, no teams on a bye. Mm-hmm. Where mm-hmm. are you at on Miles Sanders, Mike? I'm 25th. I'm 25th in the ranks, not feeling great about him. I have Chuba Hubbard at 42, but yeah. uh, Frank Reich spoke yesterday and suggested they could continue to use both of these backs and perhaps a committee. And remember, the last time we saw these, they, they had their bye. So the week before that, uh, Sanders was out. Chuba Hubbard was terrific in replacing him. Yep. But if you look at the two weeks prior, Hubbard had an edge in carries, 23 to 20, an edge in snaps, 68 to 61. They were even in targets. I mean, it was already trending this way. Yeah. So. The gap between you know 25 to 42 might be too wide. I'm giving some Sanders some benefit of the doubt coming off. You know he's healthy coming off the bye. Yeah, but maybe I shouldn't because the guy's averaging 3.1 yards per carry, 3.4 yards per target. Both of those near the basement at running back, atrocious. He is one top 20 this year. This is not going well at yeah. all. It is uh, not in the yeah. backfield. I've yeah. got I've got Sanders outside my top 30, so I'm lower by six mm-hmm. spots. Running back 31 this week for me with Miles wow. Sanders. You kind of have like. A couple of different gravitational pulls taking place here. So they had their bye. They're changing play callers. It's now Thomas Brown, mm-hmm. the offensive coordinator, taking over for Frank Reich, which I can't tell you exactly what that will look like in terms of play calling. But I do wonder, does that mean that other changes are also going to come? Could personnel changes be mm-hmm. taking place? Could the team say, despite the fact that we gave Miles Sanders a real contract this offseason, perhaps the best for any running back in the entire NFL until the Jonathan Taylor deal got done, could that be a short-lived commitment. Like, hey, like we're, we're in the interest of, of winning games. We don't have our own first-round pick. We need to start putting some some Ws on the board here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's play the guy who's been better so far this season. That's Chuba Hubbard. So I have Miles Sanders at 31 amongst my running backs. I have him on two teams. He's sitting on the bench in both those cases. And it's not like I have like this unbelievable depth. It's just that there are no teams that to buy this week. Correct. Mm-hmm. And I would not be surprised if Chuba Hubbard, sooner than later, is a starting running back for Carolina. Yeah. And whether starting is nominal or if it's like just, hey, we're not going to call anybody the starter. We're just going to let the stats tell you who the starter is, which it seems like we're already trending that direction. So Miles Sanders is making me very nervous these days. I'd prefer not to play either one of them, though. I'm with you on that. What about the Houston Texans running backs? Because this is a matchup against the Carolina Panthers, giving up the second most Mm -hmm. fantasy points to running backs. A couple weeks ago, we talked about, is this still Damian Pierce's job or is Devin Singletary Singletary come on enough to be able to make it a little bit more mm-hmm. of a committee field. How are you looking at the split in week eight? We've got the inverse going on here, right? Mm-hmm. It's the veteran who's taken over the backfield, or at least during their most recent game, and the guy on the rookie contract, Damian Pierce, who's all of a sudden starting to fade into the ether. So a Mike laid out how inefficient Miles Sanders has been. Damian Pierce is right there as well. Mm-hmm. And you can blame the offensive line. Certainly they are responsible for part of it, but ultimately David, uh, excuse me, Devin Singletary came in the last time we saw the Texans and just looked better, like was a way more efficient player. So I don't know that it'll ever be like, I'd be surprised if Devin Singletary came in. I'd be stunned if he came in and had, you know, 75% of the running back carries. But this could be much more of a 50-50 split. And mm-hmm. prior to the game that we saw them prior to their bye week, the only reason why Damian Pierce was holding on by a thread in terms of value was the volume. 
Like that was the only reason. Like he is not going to catch a ton of passes. No. He's not going to run right. for a ton of yards per carry. So if all of a sudden it's a um, <clears throat> 55-45, 60-40 split in Damian Pierce's favor, that is a flex player at best that you are hoping scores a touchdown. Otherwise, no value in fantasy. Yeah, I'm with you. Two weeks ago before the buy, it was 31 to 21 edge for Singletary in snaps. And you're right. Pierce is not going to be bailed out by passing game work. He nope. hasn't cleared three targets in a single game this season. So, uh, again, it's a thing where coming off the bye, maybe they give Pierce back the job and take a long look at him here and give yeah. him 15-plus touches. But maybe not because Singletary has outperformed him so far. Pierce, by the way, even when he was, the first five games he was there, clearly back zero top 12s, three finishes of 40th or worse. No, so it's just been a rough go. We thought he'd make a leap this season. And especially with that offense. But if you knew Stroud was going to be this good, you'd be, you would have moved Pierce up in your preseason oh, yeah. rankings. But it's been all the passing game. It just hasn't happened for the back so far. I wonder if they, and we're looking way too far ahead, but a team that's got so much going in its favor right now, with like suddenly a pretty intriguing wide receiver room with two real keepers and Nico Collins and mm-hmm. also Tank mm-hmm. Dell. Wonder if they could be one of the teams that spends this offseason at running back. There's this ridiculous running back class with Saquon call. Barkley yeah. and Josh Jacobs and all the other names that people are aware of. I wonder if Houston would be one of those rare teams that might actually justify the investment that it would take to land one of them. Again, I don't think this is all Damian Pierce's fault, but if at the end of the year they're 29th in rushing, it would only be logical to consider spending investing in another running back, whether it's the draft or in free agency. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I hope they don't spend being on running back because I don't think that's the best way to build a team. That's just no, me. No, no, I mean, But I'm not saying you're wrong. They might. I yeah, mean, <laughs> they may do that. Zach here. Moss is sitting here telling you it's not the right way to spend. Mm-hmm. But teams continue to do it. You're right. I, I hear you. For reasons that I can't quite explain. I, I, I And I can't. You already touched on this field, and we can move on after this. But, like, it's crazy to me. Like you said, if, if you knew that C.J. Stroud was going to be this good, then I would think that defenses then would not be stacking the box to be able to like stop Damian Pierce or yeah. that the offensive line would be able mm-hmm. to open up enough holes. Like this is, I'm really surprised at this. Very frustrating. Well, maybe that's a sign that maybe in the second half as Stroud continues to improve, maybe it does open have up to a adjust. Better. Maybe it does, and maybe it does improve. And yeah, the O line's healthier. Maybe it improves for Pierce. So there's, I think there's a sliver of hope, but definitely on the pessimistic side going into this week. All right, let's talk about Tony Pollard here going up against what Mike called the worst defense in the NFL coming into the season. Wow, man. It has wow. no... Catching strays today. Well, all listen, day long. This is... Well, I don't think so. I'm going to say some nice stuff about you a little bit later in the show. I just got to say oh, okay. all the bad stuff first so that when I, I gotcha. say the nice stuff, okay. it feels good. I'm keeping the streak alive. I haven't said a mean thing yet on the show. Yeah, you texted a mean thing before that the show, which true, I actually... <laughs> we can't talk about on air because then we'll have to... Bo- we'll both be called to HR. Like someone's going to come down like... Uh, you know, in preseason on cut day, they come down and pull you out. And like, that'll be out. I plead the fifth. Yeah. I have no idea what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, okay, right that's now. weird. All right. yeah. But Tony Pollard, listen, taking on a Rams defense here. Mike, how do you feel about him coming off of a bye week, had a week to be able to rest with this Cowboys offense? Yeah, it's uh, he's a tricky one because we have him ranked super high. I'm, I'm really high on him at RB2. I feel like there's, all, there's a lot to like about him going forward and his situation in this offense. But the performance also has not been there really yeah. so far. Zero to, his last touchdown. You know he last scored a touchdown. I only know because I looked at his box. Yeah, week score. one. Yeah. yeah, week one hasn't scored a touchdown since then. Uh, he last week had 15 carries, only 30 yards, but he did have 80 receiving yards on six catches. That passing down work is really bailing him out. Um, he is averaging 20 touches and 91 yards a game. That's really good. Uh, 14 plus fantasy points in four of six games. But again, I just feel like. Based on his positioning in this offense, we should be getting more. Like yes. it's just like there's still a, a lot left on on the bone here. So uh, I'm still buying into that volume, and I think he'll better days ahead for Tony Pollard. I'm not. I have an RB five. I am not uh, down on Tony Pollard this week. I just got to say, I don't know how you can't have 
Kershaw McCaffrey and Austin Eck, excuse me, and uh, Alvin Kamara right now as the top two running backs. Uh, the, my only thought there with Kamara is I think Jamal Williams was limited last week, and I do think they're going to scale back his carries. Maybe a little That's bit. That's my and, expectation. Okay, so yeah. have you know, 12 targets this week. It's just his career just suggests like, yeah, I, I totally hear you. His career just suggests like half of the carries as opposed to like 70%, which he's been getting. And I think that's it's a reason. Jamal a, yeah. There. yeah. I, I'm only focusing on the targets and they're just going to be so ridiculous mm-hmm. again. That's part of me is like, if I'm like as someone who has, and will face Alvin Kamara mm-hmm. probably almost every week this season, it's like, that's one of the scariest players to face right now in fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if That's he's going to get that target share, it just—it's ridiculous. Gonna, yeah, it feels like a cheat code right now in yeah, fantasy. It, it is a cheat code. He, again, I, I second highest rate running back on my board this week, and I feel like it's like you know, I, I, like he's kind of a conversation with Ian, even CMC because CMC is going to score touchdowns, obviously, but CMC's passing game utilization, relatively speaking, is down compared to where it's been yeah. during its heights. Yeah, yeah. I just I, I, when I project that kind of thing, like target share over time, I'm like. Can I really project a guy at that target share? And it's just like no, because it never sustains itself. It like he'll just have like four targets this week. It always kind of comes back to earth. So okay. that's probably my logic here is like yeah. betting against the extreme, and he has been in like the hundredth percentile Ooh, of boy, ridiculous usage. So yeah. yeah. All right, let's talk about the Minnesota Vikings. Hey, we talked about this. Oh God. Okay, this is but let's just read my my Twitter yeah, feed right do, now. Like, you, let me, let me <laughs> just scroll right. through. While you while you're finding that, I think this is really interesting because okay. we've talked about this. Like Alexander Madison has not been awful. I realize he has left plays on the field. Right, mm-hmm. we've seen that. But from a fantasy perspective, yep. he hasn't been terrible. But last week, we saw Cam Akers get the most run that he's got since becoming a Minnesota Viking. Ten carries last week. Mm-hmm. We kind of had the conversation, is this going to potentially, because of Alexander Madison's lack of production, turn into a split? I am not ready to say that yet here this week in week eight. I still have Alexander Madison as a top 20 running back, and Cam Akers as a guy a little bit lower than that. How mm-hmm. are you looking at this? Yeah, backfield? I moved the gap a little closer after the Monday night game because we did see a little more Akers, but... I I tweeted something I thought oh, was... Oh, I have it. You have it? All I right. have it, yes. 1.49 p.m. yesterday. Mike Clay, NFL. Great fall, if you don't already. Alexander Madison handled the Vikings' first five running back carries last night and registered a solid 35 yeah, it was yards. pretty good. Two long runs, yeah. Cam Akers then handled 10 of the team's final 13 carries and had 31 yards on those 10 attempts. I would have imagined this to be a fairly harmless tweet. That was the goal, yeah. Mike got ratioed. Oh 62 replies to this tweet. Whoa. They're still coming in. Yeah. Really? People are fired. They're big mad. Yeah, so I didn't realize Cam Akers is like Yeah, I didn't realize Cam Akers is like Christian McCaffrey, Austin Eckler, Derek Henry. Oh, like uh, he's being viewed wow. as like the next great superstar uh running back in this league based on my mentions. And I'm I'm kind of shocked by it. Uh yeah, I, I did I even watch the game? Do I only look at the box score? So far, why am I so, why am no, I cherry picking yes. stats? Reasonable questions. Yeah. Even though I'm not cherry picking stats, I laid out the whole games? game. It's uh, yeah, it was really bizarre. I'm kind of surprised by it. I thought it was interesting. I thought it was interesting that uh, Madison. I thought came out looked good. Had a couple first run of the game, 19 yards, another yeah. 13 yarder. Uh, he got he got hit really hard. Uh, the more like logical people in the mentions are like, well, I think maybe just because he took that hard hit, he was maybe limited. Makes sense. That okay. could have been it. Yeah. Um, yeah, but then they just they turned away from him. They went yeah. to Acres, and Acres had fewer yards the rest of the game than Madison had on basically the <laughs> first, first drive, drive of the game, right? Yeah. So uh, <laughs> I know he did run uh, late in the game. He was running out the clock a little bit. On average, Madison faced heavier boxes in this game. There was a lot of replies that just were not correct, not accurate. So um, a lot of misconceptions, I think, now with that backfield. Uh, remember, Cam Akers did not work out for the Rams a couple times. Yeah, he was traded for basically nothing. Yeah. Like. Mm-hmm. 
There's some reasons for that. So maybe he does prove to be the better back over Alex Madison, but Minnesota still prefers Madison overall. He's played more snaps in every game. Uh, he did start to eat away to snaps a few weeks ago, and then it was back to Madison last week. Uh, so this is a tricky backfield for sure, but I, just I, thought I, I don't know. I, I didn't realize I was going to be like an Alexander Madison apologist, uh, right, right, but apparently, uh, like no, I, I think just, I'm being just well-reasoned. So fantasy-wise, I have Madison at RB22, in line with where you have him, by the way. Still sure. have him ranked higher than Cam Akers, but lower than where he has been in prior yeah. weeks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was just thinking this, though. It's like the next time you tweet something that is quite literally just laying out facts, I'm going to reply with something completely <laughs> unrelated. And then it dawned on me. Like, I'll tweet just as an example, like, hey, the Broncos have re-signed Lil Jordan Humphrey to their practice squad or something. Uh-huh. The first, like, seven replies will be like, cryptocurrency Dogecoin yeah, oh, yeah, to yes. the moon. <laughs> yes, that's true. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> you know, check out my, you know, check like, out. yeah, yeah check out like... my uh, my new page here. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I'm giving out, uh, you know, seven PS5s to the first eight people that can uh, quote <laughs> oh, can you, tweet this. Can you send me that? I want one of those. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, so I'm not even going to bother replying random yeah. things to you. I'm just going to let the app itself do that mm-hmm. for you. I usually uh, just ignore the replies anymore because, I mean, it's just out of control in that yeah. app. But, uh I was having a little fun with this one. <laughs> yeah, you, I, just I just saw so you went ridiculous. back and forth. Oh you my just God, kept yeah. engaging them. Oh, Mike. yeah, I was. I was having some fun with well, this, this one. Is just because it's so ridiculous. Right. Like, what do you argue? You're like, what are we saying here about Cam Akers? This what, is what, the one know. to engage on because you don't engage on the actual like crazy stuff. But like yeah. this one is like, guys, this is a very well-reasoned tweet. There's not. I'm not even saying anything. It was just information. Yes. I, I thought it, mo- most of the interest there was... Wow, they actually turned Akers here as the ball carrier here, and right. he, he was involved in the passing game as well. Maybe there is a changing hold, of the card. Hold, hold, hold on, hold on. Oh my God, this is crazy. Since your tweet that I read several minutes ago, I just went back and checked it again. Twitter, or X, whatever it's called now, has now added that this tweet has been corrected by readers, and they've <laughs> added context. <laughs> That's wild. It actually, it says, wow, readers have since corrected this. And again, these are not, not my words. These are the words of the readers. I can't tell if you're serious or not. Alexander Madison is a bum. Yes. Cam uh, Akers is. Okay. is Barry Sanders reincarnated. 2.0. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Okay. That checks out. That's crazy to me. Wow. I think okay. uh, Elon was did that himself. Was this context Yes and, or no? He was, he's watching the pod and went there and fixed it. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought it was an interesting uh, change in usage in yeah. the second half. We'll see what that means going forward. I still lean towards Madison. Yep. Remember, yeah. he's still eighth after contact this year. I think he, you know, he's like mid-pack and elusive rating over at PFF. He's going to score touchdowns at some point too. Yeah, they have zero rushing touchdowns this year. That'll change. Um, I think. I think he's probably the hate has gone too far. We'll say on Alexander Madison, but sure. it's up to what Minnesota wants to do, and they're using Acres a little bit more. So uh, it's a tough one. Uh, I don't feel great about either of them, especially Acres. If I had to pick one, I'm still start Madison this week. All right. Field, I'm going to ask this question to Mike because tomorrow we're going to talk about Thursday Night okay. Football and he won't be here. But we got, I'm going to go read some replies that's on right. Mike's you keep, account. You keep going through Mike's ex, <laughs> ex account. Uh, Bill's backfield, taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers tomorrow. Obviously, we're going to do a Thursday Night Preview tomorrow, Mike, but you won't be with us. How are you looking at this Bill's backfield knowing that there's no Damian Harris and you mm-hmm. got Latavius Murray now on the other side of James Cook? Yeah, feeling a little better about Cook after last week, a yeah. little bit of a bounce back. And uh, I didn't realize the dispersion between his usage and his efficiency so far. He has been even better than than I thought he, he's been. 16th in touches in running backs sixth in yards nice. he's sixth at running back in yards he is uh playing good football to only two touchdowns that's about in line with his expected frankly 
I've, I'm glad we have two touchdowns out of him because Latavius Murray and Damian Harris were stealing so much goal line work. Uh, his efficiency has been great, almost five yards per carry, almost nine yards per target. Both of them are outstanding. And again, held an edge over Murray in snaps. It wasn't a huge edge, 36-28. Carries was 13-4. to That's big. And then a slight target edge as well. So uh, feel a little better about Cook. The Bills are committed to using multiple backs. That's they not going to change. Yep. But there's enough here, and Cook is playing well. It's a good offense. I feel good about him as an RB2. We'll say a back-end RB2. Yep. I will table thoughts until tomorrow. I was going to say, we'll Thursday talk about podcast. a little bit more Go tomorrow. Go check it out. Yeah. Mm. Yep. Okay, because you want to be nice, and you have uh, no, no, varying... Those, those were good thoughts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, those were good thoughts. It's like, I want to like uh, examine all the things wrong with what he just said, but I'll save it for <laughs> and tomorrow. I'm feeling tomorrow. nice oh, today. I, I like that. That was a good one. I like that, yeah. <laughs> all right, now it's time for AI-generated fantasy insights built with IBM Watson X. We're talking diamonds in the rough, players available in leagues who have boomed for two consecutive weeks field we're talking Kendrick Bourne here this week after the second nice week he put together in a row he's been fantastic as the pass catcher it feels like for the New England Patriots yeah which so it's like on the one hand he has been fantastic as the Patriots top pass catcher the question remains like how much value is there in the Patriots top pass Mm -hmm. catcher for fantasy purposes if you're looking for some silver linings for the Patriots over the past two weeks they have looked much better offensively Mm -hmm. especially this past Sunday when that was that was, I think we talked about this company. That was like a, like a legitimate, that wasn't like a crazy, you know, they, they forced five turnovers mm-hmm. and like, you know, blocked a punt for a touchdown type of game. That yeah, was a just handle good, business clean for 60 minutes. Yes, yeah, yeah. a good, yeah. clean win against the Buffalo Bills. Good on offense, good on defense. And Kendrick Bourne, he's a good football player. Like, he's a, he's a good, mm-hmm. talented player. And the Patriots do play the Dolphins this week. So every time you're playing the Dolphins, you expect the team to have to throw the football a ton, maybe except for when they're playing against <laughs> Mike's Eagles. So, yeah, if I had to pick a Patriots pass catcher, to have in my lineup, it would be Kendrick Bourne. I just don't know, though, that like I expect a ton, like 100 yards plus a touchdown from Kendrick Bourne is probably hard for me to imagine, given how this Patriots offense has kind of operated. I'm not talking about in terms of efficiency, but just the idea that they've got a lot of players who continually contribute, and maybe we're seeing the emergence of a fairly interesting young player in Pop Douglas who played a big mm-hmm. role for them this past week and certainly passes the eye test for them. Yeah, I wonder if uh, Douglas is going to actually pass out Juju Smith-Schuster, who's been sidelined. Yeah, uh, a good call. The, there was Concussion, some chatter yeah. about him outplaying him, and yeah. but, you know, Smith-Schuster's been out, and that's why uh, Douglas has stepped in there. Um, you're right on board. I mean, who would have thought 53 targets so far? 22 more than any other Patriot. Is that right? Totally, yeah. Wow. Just Didn't realize dominating, it was that stark, yeah. dominating their usage. Now, uh, Devontae Parton, check this out. A-plus targets in four games for Bourne this yeah. season. Those are the ones he's been fantasy relevant. Either Juju or Parker out for three of those games. So yeah. the targets Devontae have really Parker dipped. Barely played this past week. Yeah, he, he was Yeah, he was on the field, but he wasn't really. He, he, he didn't really have a catch targets. until, I think, the yeah. last uh, drive of the mm-hmm. game. So it seems like maybe... Trending the wrong way for Devontae Parker, trending the right way for Kendrick Bourne and Pop Douglas. That could change if they do have Juju Mm -hmm. Smith-Schuster back on the field this weekend. But it seems like if you're focusing on a one Patriots pass catcher, it is certainly Kendrick Bourne. Good after the catch, good in the screen game. Mm -hmm. And we love those wide receiver screens that are caught at the line of scrimmage. You turn them into an 8 or 12-yard gain. A quick two and a half points. I was right just going to say two point yeah. two points right there. Uh, the one thing that's tough for me right now about Kendrick Bourne is the fact that this week, if you want to add him, still available in seventy percent of leagues. Yeah. This feels like the week that I would want to play him because of the matchup against the Dolphins. But with no teams on a bye, it makes it a little harder for me to feel like, yeah, this is the kind of wide receiver because that wide receiver pool is so deep. Fair. I will say this, though. Not that it's I don't know that it's super duper easy, but I do think the Patriots schedule kind of lets up against in terms of the defenses they face. Uh, Think about some of a lot of teams of fitness category, but I think it was the Eagles, the Dolphins, the Cowboys. 
and Jets. the Jets at the beginning mm-hmm. of the season. They've since played the Saints, who are a very good defensive mm-hmm. secondary. Raiders the Bills, the Bills. Yeah, Bill, Raiders, who have been okay numerically this year. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure that I totally buy into them as a defense. And the Bills, who even without some key pieces, I still think are a formidable uh, defensive team. Um, there are some like... You know, some commander's action down the stretch mm-hmm. and like maybe a couple of the, you know, like the Chargers defense and teams like that, that you're like, maybe they could sort of build some mojo, the Colts build some mojo uh, as they sort of figure out what the rest of the season looks like. Yeah, I will say this. I have him 46th in my rankings, which deeply flex option. If Juju's out again, he'll move up probably, you know, six to eight spots when yeah. we bump the target share up. So again, I do have that factored in the fact that his targets have spiked when those guys have been out and have been yep. down a little lower. So just something to keep in mind. He'll be more palatable as a flex or wide receiver three if Juju remains out. Do you guys think it's time to bench Calvin Ridley? Have we seen a full changing of the guard with these Jaguars pass catchers? Because it doesn't feel like from a volume perspective, yeah. it's like all of a sudden Christian mm-hmm. Kirk is coming on and getting all the work. Like Calvin Ridley is still getting targets within this yeah. offense. He's a niner. Is that what it is? He's, he's a, a fourth he's niner. A, okay, we, we talked this about this yesterday. yesterday oh, okay. Show. That basically we've decided that if we can't decide whether we should play you because we have no idea what's going to happen... We just call you a 49er. A 49er. Okay. Like you're committed to playing this player, right? If you have him, you're probably uh, committed to playing that him. That checks out. Okay. It's All like right. Brandon Ayuk, George yeah. Kittle, Kittle, Debo No, Samuel you're right. Yeah, year. yeah. There's guys like that. There's definitely guys like that. And I have that issue when I do the playbook because I'm picking lineup locks. And sometimes right. a guy's down lower and you're like, well, you're probably not benching him, right? So probably still a lineup lock. Probably Stay Smith. Calvin Ridley's yep. probably in the conversation. Those are good examples. Uh, yeah, players there's, there's, that bill this year. Yeah. yeah. Chris Godwin was, yep. has been in that conversation. So get the Titans this week. Um, yeah, uh, what's that? The Who does? the Jaguars get the Tennessee Titans this week. Oh, they have the Steelers? Do they? They do, yeah. yes. Yeah, Steelers this week. Oh, that's right. Uh, which is a good wrong. matchup. Fourth most fantasy points to uh, wide receivers. And they're having some issues there uh, at corner. Uh, Patrick Peterson's still a, an every-down player, but they are kind of moving him around a little bit more. He's been in the slot more often. Yep. Joey Porter Jr. is playing more in the perimeter, so they're shaking things up. They've had some issues there, um, which maybe could be beneficial for Ridley. But here's the thing. He's played seven games. He's been under 12 fantasy points in five of the seven yeah, games. Yeah. He's had two spike games. Otherwise, it's been a problem. Yeah. And also, this is a guy, what was he talking about? Hitting like 1,500 yards? yards. Or, yeah. what, what's that? 1,400 yards. 1,400 yards, he yeah. Uh, he hasn't cleared eight targets in a game. You're not okay. getting there on under eight targets Yikes. a game. So uh, it's definitely... Unless you're Devon Achan and you convert to a receiver. Huh? You right? could do that if you're Devon Achan and oh, you that's convert right. to a wide receiver. Oh, that's right. 100%. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. yeah, he's averaging... Uh, what 100 yards a game or something like yeah. that so uh yeah i i have him 34th so he's still in the flex conversation to your point it's just one of them guys he has the the upside that makes him worthy of consideration for your lineup but the performance just has not been there yeah on the other side christian kirk is absolutely a lineup lock both for me and you field i was really pumped to see that you also had him at wide receiver 18 in part because the way that we do the rankings we use we start with mike's projections right mm-hmm. christian kirk was a little bit lower in that so this is like very deliberate by both you and i moving him up in there why do you have him as a top 20 wide receiver well i'd like to be on the right side of history first okay. of all okay. uh, but he does have back-to-back weeks uh, in which he has scored a touchdown something mm-hmm. kevin really hasn't done since he in week four but does it just, I mean, just watch the Jaguars right now. And it's so obvious who the player that Christian, uh, sorry, that uh, Trevor Lawrence trusts the most. Yep. It's so obvious. Mm-hmm. It's Christian Kirk, right? And uh, we've made this point several times over. The Jaguars may have just overthought it in week one. Like, we've got this Calvin Ridley, who's awesome, and he had a great game in week one. Zay Jones is a very competent third wide receiver. Maybe he's our second wide receiver. Christian Kirk goes to the bench or plays a reduced role. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, oh, wait. We forgot how good Christian Kirk is. Yeah, we can't do that. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, he's he's been awesome for them for a year and almost a half now. So uh, the clear, I think he is the most, the best bet to lead the team in targets in a given week. And 
crazy as this may seem when you have Calvin Ridley on your offense, maybe the best bet to catch a touchdown as well. Do you guys both think, and I, I want to let you finish, but do you both think that at this point, You've now turned the corner, and Christian Kirk will be ranked ahead of Calvin Ridley moving forward, unless there is yes. a reason. until they prove otherwise. But at the same time, and this is kind of my pushback, and what you know, why I'm just a few spots lower on Kirk is that if we do, if we are saying, all right, we think Ridley will at least be a little better, enough to rank him as a wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. Well, where's that volume and production coming from? It has to come from somewhere else. Is it is it maybe just more efficiency from? Calvin Ridley, like not having like you know uh, I a poor I mean, catch rate. In a I mean, if he, game? I mean, there was that drive right where he. He had a long, there was a long target down the sideline. It was out of bounds. He didn't catch it. He was covered well. And then I think the next play, like Kirk took that one 65 yards. I mean, if Ridley's hitting for longer plays and touchdowns. Yeah. I'm just saying, like, if you're going to distribute more of the target share of the production to Ridley, it has to come from somewhere. And Kirk, um, look, he has been really good. I mean, he's been a really good fantasy starter, but he only has one top 12, right? It's been a lot of top 30s. I have him 25th, right? He has six straight top 30s, only one top 12. His target share is in the 20 to 22% range, three straight weeks now. That's not elite sort of usage. Mm. That's fine usage. Mm. There's like wide receiver two usage or fringe wide receiver two usage. So six or fewer targets in four of his seven games. I I think he's one of them guys that when I – I'm with you. When I ran the projections and I was like – feels a little low mm. based on what he's done it feels a little low but yeah. then i dig into it a little more and i'm like you know what this is probably where he should be mid-20s is where kirk belongs so 18 uh, to 25 yeah. should we board bet this sucker and then yes, i have a thought should. about yeah, something let's else. Do it. all right so uh 18 25 it's gonna be a touchdown bet so basically. it's gonna be yeah <laughs> of course um so 21 and a half will be the midpoint so if he's top 21 daniel and i win out to the top 21 you win okay all right yep deal all right you can just handle it for both of us, Dina, because when you and Mike are doing together oh, last tough. time, it's just tough to do. Well, do you think maybe you and I just have better chemistry than you and Mike? That's a good point, actually. Let's, ready? let's you try do, it. Hey, you do. You have more experience together. Wow. Okay. I, I say, say Calvin Ridley. Oh, uh, shoot. Uh, dang uh, it. Uh, <laughs> what that's what chemistry. Oh, that's me. That's me. That's Trash. <laughs> and you thought ours was bad. I know. Yeah, you go. You go. You go. I say this. Christian Kirk is yeah. a top 21 wide receiver in week eight. I say Christian Kirk is outside the top 21 fantasy receivers in week eight. Put, Put it on, on the board. board. By the way. Put it on the board. How about Mike Clay getting the Minnesota Vikings right in that 49ers oh. Vikings game, right? Good oh. for you. Right right. At the, uh, the cousins. Do you remember at the, no, at the very end of the show, I was like, all right, oh, yeah, yeah, the Vikings, yeah. or the 49ers are <laughs> taking the Vikings. Yeah, that was, that was, that was, I was on that. You held Great your call. ground I, firm on that, I, and you nailed the Kirk Cousins call. Yeah, yes. that cousin. Yeah, we're Jeff, Jeff Darlington will never listen to us again, although I'm playing Jeff in the War Room League this week, so maybe he should listen to me, do the opposite, and try to beat me. That's funny. I, uh, you know, he had the, like cousins had that long kind of fluky touchdown at the yeah. end of the half, so I had to tweet about it, right? Yeah. Be like, I never in doubt. Like I knew, yeah. I knew that was never coming. I knew they had that play lined up. Yeah, I know. Uh, Meanwhile, I'm lucky thinking on great one, at the but... beginning of the game when he throws the interception. I'm like, yeah, baby, yeah. <laughs> Mike, once again, yep. um, wrong again. Nope. You know, Mike, uh, Daniel, you asked uh, whether we'll continue to rank Christian Kirk ahead of Calvin Ridley, and Mike's response was until proven otherwise. Yep. And sometimes I see this feedback from people that are like, this is the thing about fantasy analysts. You just, I don't know why I chose that voice. Uh, here's the thing about fantasy analysts. <laughs> That's how you guys, sometimes, I, yeah. 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 Uh, you guys just like say things until something else takes place and then you change your mind and go back to something else. And I'm like, let me ask you a question. Every week, the coaches vote for the top 25 teams in college football. Mm-hmm. Nick Saban, objectively brilliant mind, maybe the greatest college football coach of all time. Kirby Smart back-to-back national champion, Dabo Sweeney, national champion, Mac Brown, national champion, all these coaches that have got, done great things and are objectively the very best in their position. They vote, and if 
Georgia loses this week. They're playing Florida. Mm-hmm. And Georgia gets moved down to like the seventh best team in the country. And then they win the rest of their games. And they get moved back up to, to number one mm-hmm. in the country. Does that mean the coaches were wrong when they moved them from one to seven? Or seven to one, right? Like that's how this stuff works. Mm-hmm. You know, like we, we, you react to things as they are taking place. I'm sorry that we don't have this like perfect crystal ball mm-hmm. leading us into the future, but we're doing our best here. These are still educated guesses. It's not like I have a book that from the future that you're talking you about. Field that just uh, no. Well, you have a script, but you I do, try. Like the thing about <laughs> you try to make it. Well, the thing is, I can't do like everything perfectly. Yeah, you're Because right. then it that's would fair. be like so obvious. I have that's right. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. You have to have, mix in some misses so people don't realize that. Yeah. Right. Of course. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of course. Oh, that, trick that in the book. Yeah. yeah. All right. Speaking of some misses, DK Metcalf oh. missed some time last week. Yeah. There's a chance he does not play again this week as well. Right now, currently questionable. We'll figure out later on in the week how that turns out. But let's talk about the Seahawks wide receivers because you got Tyler Lockett, a young, really exciting rookie everyone's thrilled about, and then Jackson Smith and Jigba. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, like, we are in a dynasty together, a deep dynasty league, and one of us got Jake Bobo on waivers I, last night. You know night. what? Just saying. It must have been Field, right? Must have been Field. Uh, was it not Field? He likes Jake Bobo. Did you get Jake Bobo? Was it? Was it me? Oh, you yeah, it was did me. that? Yeah, and it was. He was super expensive. He was like one dollar. Yeah. Wow. So where's the love, man? Uh, you know, I have Jake on every other team, so uh, I felt like yeah, it yeah, was yeah. only appropriate for me to share the love somewhere <laughs> okay. else here. All right. Well, uh, I appreciate yeah. that. No, it's it's great. It's it's awesome to see him playing well, and it's like th- this is the cool part. I mean, there are many cool parts of it. It's gone from like feel good story to like your typical like makes some noise during the preseason creeps onto the back end of the roster to like no he's good at football like yeah. he's gonna play like he could have like a twelve year career at this point I'd be like oh nice job yeah, makes what sense if, you know you know what I was thinking right now he's playing at a level where can you imagine if like he went to like the Rams took him and said in Akua in the fifth round like right. do you think he'd be like a must start in fantasy every oh week like God, sometimes it is opportunity be, yeah no right totally like is, it, yeah I mean, Nakua is great. I think he's a certified good player. He'd be playing well anywhere. Yeah. But he might also be buried on a depth chart somewhere if he went to the wrong place. It was totally. a fifth round pick. So and that stuff happens all the time. It takes it, it that's why it's so rare for undrafted and day three guys to make an impact, especially at receiver, because they're in, they end up buried for a while. And, and they're they're playing well, but they yeah. have other established veterans uh who get the run. So um yeah, I mean that but that I go back to like the same point because in Seattle, like, is he worth stashing right now? Because if Metcalf comes back, he's going to be the four still. I don't think he's passing well, Smith and Jigba. Well, he's Metcalf and Lockett one are going in terms anywhere. of snaps played, but four this in terms of, of yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Four so, in terms of targets, probably. Uh, deep dynasty stash. I don't yes, know. Totally. Like, I I don't know that he has a lot of season long appeal. I mean, if if Metcalf is out again, yeah, maybe a, a flex option, but. Uh, yeah, he's a tricky one right now because it looks like he's going to be a player, but also I'm not sure he has a path to the fantasy radar this season. 2026 wide receiver one. Heard it here. There it is. Uh, by the way, Mike's him telling Nicola, me. One, two. Yeah. Mike's like, yeah, you, you didn't get him in the Dynasty League. Mike got him projected for one catch for 12 yards. Exactly. Yeah. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. Well, um, I mean, we're again, I, t- I picked him up in a super deep Dynasty League. So he's a he's an end-of-bench guy for now. Wow. But. Uh, shout out to the Seahawks social team. We saw the clip us about us uh, talking about uh, Jake and Jackson a couple of days ago. Uh, again, a reminder. Jackson Smith and Jigba, Jackson Bobo, that's his real name, Jackson, Jackson Bobo, Bobo. Yeah. Mm-hmm. first round pick, undrafted, two wide receivers on the same team, each scoring a touchdown in week seven. Mm-hmm. Cool story. Um, love to see that. Are we talking, though, like, just for to get back on track here for a second, how much are we discounting, or I guess how much are we uh, lowering these wide receivers this week against the Browns? 
because yeah. how well the Browns have played this week, uh, this season on defense. I know that both Josh Downs and Michael Pittman found the end zone this past week for Indianapolis, kind of both on like busted plays. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh That's Downs right. was wide open with nobody around, and then Michael Pittman Jr. on that long 75 yard touchdown he also was very much. that he was open. Yeah, after he was like, wait, what? Yeah. yeah. Um, so I have Tyler Lockett ranked as wide receiver 43. Yeah. This mm-hmm. is assuming that DK That's Metcalf so does play, yeah. and it feels low, but. Has yet has had a very Tyler Lockett start to the season, mm-hmm. right? And that Cleveland defense just that good, right? Yeah, targets are down a little bit from last year, under ten fantasy points in four of six games. So it's been a struggle. Yards per target is down. Uh, you wonder if he's starting to show a little age now as he gets mm-hmm. closer to thirty. Mm-hmm. Maybe that efficiency will drop off a little bit, and he's been so reliant on that. But I will say this: he's been really unlucky in the touchdown department. And that will tend to bounce back for him. We know he's been a touchdown machine, what, A-plus in five straight seasons before this. 3.3 expected, only two scores. Check this out. He is fourth in the NFL in end zone targets with seven this season. So the usage has been there. I think he'll get back on track to an extent. But again, with everybody playing and receivers so deep and and, and targets spread out like more than ever, uh, Lockett in around 40 makes perfect sense this week. Your uh, you, you tweeted... Uh, and I objected to the tweet just on principle. Uh, the end zone target leaders that you put out yesterday mm-hmm. was very surprising to me. Yeah, right? It was yeah. like not names mm-hmm. that I was expecting at all. Yeah, there was uh, two from like, – uh, who was it at the top? There was uh, a team at two. Was it – no, it wasn't Houston. I'm going to look. I forget now. Yeah. I've got to unblock you I first. tweeted it, but I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember. Yeah, but I'm with you. Yeah, there was there's some surprising names in Lockett. Romeo Dobbs has yeah, eight. There it is. Chris Dobbs Olave Dobbs. has eight. Michael That's Thomas it. Olave has and eight. Thomas. Olave yeah. and Thomas are both in the in the top ten at in end zone targets. I think it's like so many of the great offenses have players that are just scoring from so deep, right? Like Tyree mm-hmm. Kill has zero end zone targets. I don't know if that's actually true, but he has like you Feels know like seven it. catches of at least fifty yards this season. Yeah, like that's also not fair. What are you supposed to do about that? I wonder if it's like they don't actually design plays for him in the end zone because he's running so fast and the end zone's so small so relative to the rest of the field <laughs> that it's like we can't throw the ball at the front of the end zone because by the time it reaches the end zone, he'll have already run out of the back of the end zone. That's funny. Could mm-hmm. be it, right? That's funny. Uh, let's move ahead and talk about DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. I'm out on DeAndre Hopkins. Okay. When you really? say that, okay. like in life, fantasy. No, just this week again in fantasy, yeah. like I'm benching him. I, I really? said this. Yes. Where do you have him? I have a 30. I have a 38, 39. Oh, okay. Yeah. I've got him at 31. Uh, Two so board bets in one show. There's, here's hmm. the thing for me. DeAndre Hopkins just not getting the volume that I need him to get. He has two games with mm-hmm. more than 10 targets. Other than that, it's a bunch of five, six, seven target games. And inside of this Tennessee Titans offense... Six to seven targets or Malik Malik Willis. Willis. So that's the other part. Coach Mm -hmm. Vrabel came out and said, if we don't have Ryan Tannehill this week, which it seems like we're not going to, you might see both Malik Willis and Will Levis. Love a good quarterback guy by committee. I don't think I want to see either one of them, let alone see both of them, especially Mm. if I'm rostering DeAndre Hopkins. So for me, because of that, understanding that he's been bad with Ryan Tannehill under center, now getting those two guys, Mm. I'm just out on him this week because there's no teams on a bye. Wide receiver player pool is deep enough. I'd rather go a different direction. Yeah, I get it. Uh, He is still being kind of, in terms of target share, their featured number one wide receiver. And also, he's another guy that's tied for fourth in end zone targets. He was just on your list there. He's seven this year. Three expected touchdowns. He is zero, actually. He's been one of the most unlucky. Sounds like in A.J. That. Brown all over again. Yeah, right? Just super uh, super unlucky in that department. Oh, the Titans version, you um, Yes, the Titans version like, of A.J. Brown. Brown the, the the tit- That's yeah, the, what it sounds like. The Titans version. Uh, I will say this. Hopkins just had a huge game two weeks ago. He did. 140 yards on eight catches in that game. I believe that uh, was three weeks ago, but two games ago for them, right? Week, yeah, f- fair enough. They, they, they're they buying there. They're buying there. Yeah. Buy. Uh, yep. Atlanta, um, really good against receivers. Six yep. views fantasy points allowed. 
AJ, I only, I'm only projecting one shadow for sure this week. I mean, I, I wouldn't even say it's for sure because there's very few this uh, okay. this season. Um, AJ Terrell on DeAndre Hopkins. Atlanta, again, very good against receivers. Second fewest fantasy points to AJ Terrell's primary side of the field. They've been yeah. really good in that department. They are very man, one of the man heaviest defenses in the league. I think those two are going to be one on one a lot in this game. We'll see who wins that battle. But uh, I'm I'm right. The, or I'm with, I'm with I, you. Yo, I'm right. I'm right. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, worried about the quarterback situation a little bit, but I am excited that Will Levis uh, has a shot to start. I'm going to see him play. So that's that's going to be fun. The only problem I have with Daniel's argument was the way that you finished it. Okay. Because you had this perfect opportunity based off how you started it. So, like, you know, because of the quarterback uncertainty, the lack of elite volume, the fact that he hasn't found the end zone. For those reasons, I'm out. You got to do a shark take style. You're right. You're right. I should have shark tanked it. Yeah, that That's, could have been great. Especially with, is Mark Cuban still in shark tank? Now the he NBA is season is kicking tank, off. Yes. Like, I feel like that would have been the time to shark do it. Shark tank is definitely on the top five shows that if you're just sitting around during the NFL offseason, and you have like a lazy night with absolutely nothing to do, and there's not a major sporting event on, you can watch like seven straight episodes. Uh, speaking yes. of uh, other programs, you should always be watching ours for sure. But you know what? My best friend, Tyler Fulgham, he's a big TV appearance coming up, right? What? I think, is it today? Am is he on today? Celebrity Jeopardy? He is on, no, he Make is on, he's on Guy's Grocery Games. Stop what? it! Yes. Seriously? Yeah. I Are think you kidding me? I feel it, the season, I think, starts like this way. I don't know if he's on, I forget what the date is, but he's on soon. Yeah. So I'm oh, sorry he's a great cook, Tyler. I mean, Wait, uh, bad football takes, but good, uh, good, good cook. I just yeah. learned seven things in one moment. Yeah, that's Wait, incredible. He, he, she's a chef? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I would not have guessed that. He, he absolutely is. So uh, maybe he's going to cook us. I think he's going to invite me over for dinner probably soon. Wow. He better. Way up here. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, he's on. Uh, again, I don't know what the date is. I wish I did off the top of my head, but make sure you tune in. Check it out. Guys, I'm Grocery Games. This is probably like the, yeah, it's the second best Guy Fieri show that you can watch in succession. I mean, uh -huh. obviously, Diner Drivers and Dives Triple is D. the greatest show, maybe in television history, but it's the greatest show when you're sitting around and you got nothing to do for a night. Like Shark Tank's top five, but Triple D is like, if you're watching right now, you can see my hand reaching above the screen by design. I'm gonna I have to stand up. So all the way up. That's where <laughs> yeah, it's at. That's how that's, high it is. That's how yes, high it is. I love that show. With uh, all my heart. Real quick question. Mm -hmm. uh, like Mike, I know we've talked about this. You love twenty four. Do you have like an actual not just like a reality show or anything like that? Do you have a favorite, favorite TV show? Oh man. Like I mean, one that stands out that you know of or feel do you have one that you know of? That's so there's so many good ones. I, I have to think about it. Scroll this. report definitely is up there. Stop it. Yeah, it's up uh, there. So favorite, fantasy favorite focus show? is on TV now. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Let's go. Uh favorite show of all time? Or yeah. right now. Favorite show of all time. Uh The Wires on the short list for sure. Um like a show that like uh is still going or? I was just curious. No, I was just it's just an open ended question. Do you guys have like a TV show that like grabbed you that you're like, man, this one like got me more than anything else? Like I talk when everyone I'm gonna say the answer is no because when people ask me what's your favorite TV show, I immediately know what I'm gonna say to what's that. What's the answer? Firefly. Okay. Fire. Oh, really? No way. I am still upset at the unjust cancellation of Firefly. Okay. Uh, good one. Yeah. So, uh, uh, the best recent show by a mile, Shrinking. Oh, oh really? So good. I've not oh, seen that Shrinking's one. been great. So good. There's so many good ones. I'd have to. I have to think it through and kind of. This could be a whole episode. I think but you should leave. I think like guy. any any. Yeah, that's a that's a great one. Uh, uh, no, Mike, anything like? Could you, no, I think. Can you get out of the studio? Oh, okay, okay. uh, <laughs> that's that's a good recent one. Uh, anything Michael Sure though. Oh, any, yeah, anything like, Michael yeah, Sherr, Parks yeah, and Rex, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine, and The Office, obviously. But, so incredible. Um, anything he puts his fingers on is, is my favorite. How about you, your worst show of all time? No, no, don't answer no, that. No, don't answer that. <laughs> we want to make, make friends on enemies. All right, let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts then. Let's keep moving forward. Okay. I asked yeah. you guys about Josh Downs. Or maybe I asked you about Josh Downs. 
I don't remember which show it was. Anyways, Mike. We like him. We like him a bunch. Michael Pittman also here. Michael Pittman did not get as much usage last mm-hmm. week. Mm-hmm. How are you looking at the split for these two guys taking on the Saints this week? Uh, yeah, I mean, Pittman's still a lineup lock. I know he's a little upset about his targets, but he's had, what, four 10-plus target games this season. Yeah. We're gonna still. Uh, he, it's definitely been up and down, and it's been down recently. I think he'll get the ball in his hands enough to be fine. So you're going to get Lattimore um, this week? Uh, so I, I don't know if Lattimore will shadow. He hasn't really done that much this season. So that's TBD, but I would, you got me to my next point, which is that yes. New Orleans elite against the perimeter bad against the slot so far this season. Ooh. That's great news for a Josh down seventh most points. The slot he's in there 83% of the time. So better matchup for downs than it is for Pittman or Alec Pierce on the outside. Thought that was kind of interesting this week and makes Downs, although field is way higher than me. I was just going to uh, say. Downs still Whoa. a palatable uh, flex option. Yeah, wide receiver 37. I love me some Josh Downs. Eyeball mm-hmm. test, spectacular to this kid. What a good player they found. This draft class could really shape up nicely for Indianapolis. Obviously, mm-hmm. Anthony Richardson will be the crown jewel if he plays like we thought, he, or how we think he can play based off what we saw in a small sample size. But between he and Josh Downs, like two offensive cornerstones, you may have found right there. And uh, yeah, I mean, Mike has talked about this in the past a lot. Like there are very few teams who ever have their best cornerback or defensive player in general in the slot. Mm-hmm. Like you're just That's not going to draw terrible matchups in the slot that often at all. And the volume is really good. Uh, we are seeing more and more bad offensive line play around the NFL. The Colts has not been a major problem, but that leads to more opportunities for guys at or near the line of scrimmage. I love Josh Downs. Yeah, love that, that, One uh, of my favorite keepers right now, too. Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, that uh, misconception with perimeter corners is like, what was it? DK Metcalf the other week was like yeah, yeah, talking Witherspoon. about Witherspoon's mm-hmm. going to cover. Yeah, what was, was it? it Jamar Chase, right? Chase. Yeah, yeah. Witherspoon is one of the few that's actually moving inside in yeah. nickel situations. But it's like even players on the own te- on their own team don't yeah. know how their corners are used. But yeah, you're right. Uh, the star corners generally only play outside, and that applies to even like Sauce Gardner. By like, the way, I just I just Sertan. Devin Witherspoon. What happened is what what's happened say? to me. No, no, I said oh, I said okay, okay. what's happened is like when you have one person, Devon A. Chain, yeah, who uh, who like pronounces a name. H-Han, geez, I'm all over the place with that name. <laughs> it's like if you read it, you think, oh, it's Devin, right? Devin, Devin H-Han. It's actually Devon H-Han. Um, now I've been calling other Devin's, Devin's Devon? Devons. <laughs> so I, my I, apologies to Devin Witherspoon. I do that with Deontay and Dante and I like oh trying God, to make sure too. that it's the right one. I always so, get it wrong. Sometimes I say Devonta Smith, too, and I'm like, <laughs> Devonte Smith. Devonte yeah, Smith, yeah. I do that, too. With it's that. just the, yeah. so many players with, with similar names. Yeah, I'm with yeah. you. Remember when Dante Hightower still played, but he had the apostrophe yeah. after the T? Yeah, how do you say that? Tonto. I don't know. What do you do there? That's what it is. Tonto. I think that's cooler. Uh, now I know our social clip. That's today. it. That's uh, it. Uh, like, uh, you know, you just have to say names a certain way. Like, uh, that's right. DiMarcado. Like, uh, DiMarcado. Yeah. Exactly. He's back. He's, hey, we even talked about him this week. Speaking of really quickly to close this out on these wide receivers, Josh Downs added in 12% of fantasy leagues, still available in more than 56% of fantasy leagues. He oh, should on, be people. added to rosters, guys. Yeah, Downs should be. Yeah, the only thing I'll say is I think his ceiling's probably a bit limited in that slot short range role, six, seven targets a game. Startable in deeper leagues, yeah. I think it'll cool off a little bit going forward, but... You know, good matchup this week. Well, I like the idea that he's got Gardner Minshew on her center because do, Gardner do Minshew is not... Well, I, I don't... Blech. At least Jam. he's not worried about throwing the ball 55 times a game if he he's needs got to. got that bionic arm. That he can throw as yeah. as he wants. Yeah. I th- yeah, they are a fast-paced offense, I'll say that. But again, with with Minshew, I still have him ranked so low in this matchup against the Saints, really good against quarterbacks. That was his first top 20 of the season last week. And check this out. He had two rushing touchdowns in that game. That doubled his previous career total. He had oh, two wow. rushing touchdowns in his career before Stop that. It. I'm going to file that one under uh, fluky for sure. Uh, one of Minshew's. That was Minshew's best games. That was a career high in fantasy points for him. 
again, coming back to Earth. All right. Football's a weird sport. It, it is. Yeah. It is a very weird sport. Yeah. We're going to talk about some streaming options, including maybe Gardner Minshew. I'll let so you tell me Mike whether you're in or that out. Oh, I thought us. we were, yeah. I thought we were talking right. about him. You, meant, you brought him up. I did bring him <clears> up <throat> just saying that I like that he throws the ball a lot. I think that's good for Josh Downs rather than yeah. having well, a maybe, quarterback like Desmond Ritter. Maybe I should have read the note then. Maybe you should have did that. You think about that? Too busy tweeting about Alexander Madison instead. Instead, right now, Field, help us pay some bills because Mike has us off the rails right now. Are you overwhelmed by insurance or people replying to your tweets? Yes. Make it easy. Get all your insurance in one place with Geico. Plus, get 24-7 claim support and on-the-go policy access with the award-winning Geico mobile app. See how easy insurance can be and go to geico.com. Hey, college football fans, I'm going to let you in on a little secret that will help you win game days this season. Eckrich Smoked Sausage. You're probably asking yourself, self, could it really be that easy? Absolutely it is. Eckrich Smoked Sausage is crafted with a perfect medley of spices for a truly rich, savory taste. They're delicious all by themselves or in any recipe you can dream up. And if the word recipe sounds like a lot of work, don't worry. Visit Eckrich.com for dozens of simple, mouth-watering recipes, making your tailgating prep a stress-free event. So there you go. Eckrich Smoked Sausage is the secret to winning game days. You can thank me later. Go visit Eckrich.com for more. I'm the biggest sausage fan around here. Yep, I just said that out loud. So let's talk about <laughs> some quarterbacks, streaming quarterbacks. That didn't come out as expected. <laughs> let's go. So uh, Gardner Minshew, not a streamer for us this week. Love sausage. I'm just, yes. I'm just going. I know. With it I know. I appreciate it's it. Too late. I appreciate it's it. Yeah. It, the words you came gotta out. Buy in. And then it you was too late. Buy in. <laughs> And then it, you it buy in. Yeah, it's just I love love sausage. <laughs> so we're not gonna st- we're not gonna stream Gardner Minshew this week, and uh, I'm gonna try and keep us here. I'm gonna try and keep us on our job. We're already going to HR for the text you sent us earlier <laughs> yes. today. Field. This so is a problematic got, day. It has uh, been a tough one. This one's not on TV, right? This one's <laughs> no, not on TV. Okay. <laughs> First time the pie got bleeped, probably, or something cut out. Uh, let's talk about CJ Stroud because he was a guy that was in the streaming conversation for a very long time leading into the season, guys. Are we at a spot now where CJ Stroud is just like he's no longer a streamer? He's just like a, you start him as a top 10 quarterback? Very close. Mike, you could take this one. Yeah. <laughs> I think he's still a streamer. Uh, someone has to be businessy around here. I'll That's do it. Right. Uh, yeah, uh, top 20 in every game, uh, which, you know. Top 20, fine. That doesn't mean he's uh, a starter, but it does give you a decent floor in fantasy. And in fact, the only quarterbacks to do that this season are Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and C.J. Stroud. So at least he's not, when he's been in your lineup, he's just been a solid force. And a part of that is because he's done so much in the passing game. Does not have a finish better than 10th, however. So no ceiling. Like a high floor, low ceiling kind of guy so far. So to answer your question, I think the answer is no. I think he's still a streaming option. We like him this week. Uh, Maybe he continues to get better. One of the problems here is that... um, he has 55 rushing yards. Yeah. He has not really added value in that department. So uh, I would say I'm going to stream him this week. Yep. Houston is sixth in EPA when they're throwing the football this year. He has been good, yeah. but not yet a lineup lock, not a certified QB one yet. I agree with everything that Mike just said. I just want to take a moment here to point out that that trade that was panned by many, this guy included, about the idea of trading up from pick 11 to pick three, Mm -hmm. which included sending next year, meaning 2024 first-round pick, to Arizona, is all of a sudden starting to look like a pretty reasonable deal for Houston. Yeah, if the players work out, then it looks better. Yeah, it looks, well, not only that, but just if if the pick instead becomes like pick 20 for Houston, which if Mm. they win their division, it could certainly be 20. 20 and 11 for three is 
actually like a little bit of a bargain, right? Like it's based off draft value charts. So um, I'm happy for all the good things that are taking place mm -hmm. in Houston right now. One of the interesting things about this game, though, for me is the fact that we're like, this is the Panthers, right? When we mm -hmm. talk about matchups, it's about the running backs. We already talked about Damian Pierce and Devin Singletary earlier on in the show. Yep. But because of that, like the quarterbacks just don't get as much run against this Carolina team because they don't need to throw as much. I, this is one of those things where we've got him ranked as a top 10 quarterback this <laughs> week. But we also have the running backs ranked lower in spite of the fact that like, Game flow could turn out into be a certain way. This is just an interesting one that I'm looking yeah, at. Yeah, Carolina's pass defense is like the reverse 49ers, whereas the 49ers have faced a ton of pass attempts but allowed very mm. few yards. Are actually, uh, you know, really they're obviously great in that department. Carolina has faced the third fewest pass attempts, but has allowed the sixth most fantasy points over expected to the position. So mm. their efficiency hasn't been good. But to your point, they're always. Panthers are always losing. Teams don't have to throw the ball against them, so they have an allowed. They're mid pack in fantasy points of quarterback. So uh, I do think it's a good matchup. It's just a matter of if Houston is in control of this one, they're not going to have to run the ball a lot right. late, and that might limit his fantasy output. But I think he's. I think the matchup's good enough. You could stream him. Field trivia question. Okay, which NFL franchise allows the most passing yards per game and the second most fantasy points to quarterbacks per game? Uh, I'm going to go with the Chargers. The Los Angeles Chargers. Does yeah. that mean that you're considering Tyson Bagent as a streaming option <laughs> uh -oh. this week? Matchup here. I'm the hater, apparently. I've got him as quarterback 25 this week. Okay, so that's a no. Uh, quarterback 18 and 17 on your respective boards. Uh, it's not that I don't think that the matchup is fantastic. It is utterly fantastic. I will say this, though. Um, I thought that the, the Chargers really tightened the screws in the second half against Kansas City last week. Beyond that, uh, if you watch how the Bears played offense with Tyson Bagent, it was pretty much everything within like three yards of the line of scrimmage. It mm, was it was yeah. just manufacture yards after the catch, which is a tough formula to consistently count on unless you're the 49ers. So I've got him as quarterback 25. Yeah, a little bit of value with his legs so far, which yep. helps a little bit. But we have him ranked as a below average player out of the, like we're all below average of the 32 quarterbacks. We're not. He, he's yep. ranked in a position where you're not starting him even in 16 team leagues. But also, like, we're respecting the fact that he has an insanely good matchup. The Chargers have allowed 21-plus exactly. fantasy points to five of six quarterbacks. Of course, the exception was uh, Aiden O'Connell, who was another young rookie backup <laughs> yep. quarterback, much like uh, Tyson Bajan. So, again, we're giving him a little respect for the matchup, but we're still saying safe to avoid. Yeah. Yep. I think there's been so much conversation now about him coming out of Shepard. I, I asked you that question, how many other D2 quarterbacks do we have? Like, yeah. I, I just am excited now, even though I'm a Lions fan. I'm excited to be able to watch situations like this, where oh, it's yeah. like, I just want the kid to succeed. Cool sports What an story. awesome yeah. Yeah, opportunity. This is one of those, and it's it's very similar to what we're talking about with Jake Bobo. Like, How often do guys gonna, just not get a chance, and when they do, it's like, man, I just want to see him grab it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like They've been doing this their entire mm -hmm. life, so it's cool to see guys actually get an opportunity when they didn't think they were going Sunday to. night football no less yeah right I mean he gets his name introduced you know NBC obviously does those uh those player headshot um intros which are always very funny or can be very funny can be I funny say. yeah Justin Pugh straight off the couch that was a good one that was so uh, but yeah Tyson Bajan gets his moment underneath the sun maybe we'll have another superstar in attendance you know Taylor Swift's been at the games maybe his dad will be there yeah for this dad. one. Oh yeah you gotta be the nice arm wrestling the yeah, yeah mm -hmm. maybe I'll have him in, uh, mm -hmm. in attendance for this one but uh yeah maybe we need at some point to make like a uh, an all fun like unheralded guys we were rooting for team or something that would oh, be a fun work. Cool. Yeah. show uh, would like Bobo be the quarterback and, yeah yeah maybe maybe yeah it's a, it's a good Who candidate else would be in the can in the in like the I guess Gardner Minshew's kind of yeah that's a good one right like six round pick Gardner's in there. Yeah. I'd have to think it through. I put no time into thinking about this at all. It like, just has to I be. Just need to. 
This just is after us. Good idea. Cuts. Yeah. Yeah. I like so this it'd, be, idea. it'd be fun one. Yeah. I also like the idea you had mentioned earlier, Shark Tank. I like the idea of people coming to us and then presenting the player they want to start and then us basically saying uh, yes or no and yeah. telling them why it's a terrible decision. I like that. Mm-hmm. I think Good that call. would be a lot of yep. fun. Okay. Anyways. So I was like, do sits, it for our... like sit star questions? Uh, yeah, a little bit of that. Right. So hey, that. if you want to ask some sit star questions, you can check out the squirrel report this yeah, week. We got a few things going on there. Leave a voicemail. Go check it out. It's going to be a lot of fun. Very fun show this week. All right. That's going to do it for us today. Field and I are back tomorrow alone, Thursday. Thursday football preview. That's right. It's going to be a ton of fun. Our week eight preview part one on behalf of Mike and Field. We love you guys. Don't forget to love each other. Be kind to yourself. We love sausage. We hope you love sausage too. Love sausage. It's my favorite. No comment. So, uh, new Taylor album, right? On Friday? Yeah. Taylor themed episode? We need to definitely... I'm going to come fully decked out in Taylor stuff. Is that Chief stuff or just Taylor stuff? Just Taylor stuff. Okay, got it. Yeah.